הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנה עפר קדוש ומשר בארץ המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגה נא אנחנו אנחנו מאום הנצחותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ובעזרת השם we're gonna do תורה ע"ה the same thing with regard to the last תורה תורה ע"ד we're gonna see that the beginning is a little bit choppy there's some things missing it's not very clear so tomorrow or the, the section that has to do with tomorrow's um, uh, section in the Sedech, um, is going, going to be Rabbi Natan again, who's going to explain the Torah again from the beginning. So, God willing, this round should be, um, should enable us to get whatever we can from this Torah. But if you don't understand something, don't worry, because um, we're going to re-explain it, Bizrat Hashem, in a more clear manner, according to the way Rabbi Natan understood from this lesson. So this is from the language of the Chaberim. Um, so let's, uh, let's see. B'zrat Hashem. Yevachenu Elohim ve'yiru oto kolav saret Torah 75. It says in Tehilim, Yevachenu Elohim, may God bless us, ve'yiru oto kolav saret. And let the fear of Him of God, basically, be unto all the ends of the earth. May the fear of Hashem be spread to all the corners of the earth. Okay. So now let's let's hop into it. When there is a trait um, of or a characteristic of a person that always desires to win, there is also what? Strife and war. When a person has this midah, of always trying to be victorious and always trying to win, then there's this concept of machloket and milchama with it. Strife, war. From where does this midah, this trait come from? This trait of victory? With the blood with which one has not yet served God with. That's why a person still has this midah of nitzachon, which is not good. Rabbeinu seems to be, um, um, be looking down upon this midah. Because obviously the, the idea of having to win here is not on having to win in Havodat Hashem. Trying to beat the Yetzirah, it's a different type of winning here that a person always wants to win and always have the upper end over other people, etc. And their vital force splashed. You see the word Nitzachon over there. What does Rashi say? Damim. Their blood. Nitzcham is uh, actually, Rashi says over there, Damim. Blood. So we see that Nitzachon and blood are connected, meaning that this midam nitzachon only comes because the person has not yet served Hashem with the blood that he has. And God did not find a suitable vessel to contain Israel's blessings, am Israel's blessings, except for the vessel of peace, as he said in the Gemara Usin. And when there's a conflict. There's the aspect of making peace. And this is the aspect of raising the female waters. Let's bring a parable. When a person has a sort of question, or when a person is perturbed by a question, this is the concept of machloket strife. And the answer is the aspect of making peace. And this answer is the aspect of raising the female waters. And sometimes shalom says shalom Peace makes peace in another place. And this elevates the female waters in a different place. 
ותורה ותפילה הוא גם כן בחינת העלת מים ונגבין. ותורה ופרייר are also the aspect of raising female waters. שהוא שלום, which is peace, as we explained. כמו שכתוב לצאת בורא נפשפתיים שלום. He'll create an expression of the lips, shalom, of peace. So we see that this concept of tefillah, <coughs> and not only that, Torah, which, you both, this, which is both the concept of the lips, creates this idea of peace. And this is the aspect of making peace and creating everything. That God, He makes peace and He creates everything. Meaning what? Because at the time of creation, All the worlds fell down below. And these worlds that we're referencing are the letters. And these letters got spread out and dispersed into many different sparks. But through the elevation of female waters, of this Torah and this prayer, of Torah and Tfilah in general, you create a combination of sparks and now you are able to recreate the world. You create a world. Because the world was only dispersed because the sparks fell, the letters fell. The letters are dispersed, but when you bring back the letters together, you create the world. And I placed peace in the earth. Why? What did that verse mean? Because from the earth, from the earthiness, from the earthiness, from the earthiness, earthiness, sorry, all the sparks are elevated, and now, Uh, pieces because this person too also is able to create with his words and the heavens and the earth meaning from the earthiness all these sparks are elevated and now you create shalom meaning from the the what do you call it? the words that a person puts the, the letters that a person puts together that fell all the way below down to the earth um Now he's able to recreate the world, etc. And um, recreate the heavens and the earth. And this aspect is done every single day until the coming of the Mashiach. It says, On that day, his feet will stand upon the mountain of olives. This is the concept of the feet. And Torah and Tfilah are also the aspect of standing. Torah, how do we see that the Torah is the aspect of standing? As it says, But as for you, stand here with me. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. We see the foot of the mountain. Um, this concept of standing. Standing here by me, this is at Matan uh, Torah. They give me the Torah. Utfila and prayer. That Pinchas stood up and he prayed at 1780. I believe. So we see that this concept of standing in prayer and standing and um, Torah. This is the aspect of the feet. And through the feet of Torah and Tfilah, we bring close the 
aspect of what it says in the verse that his feet stood upon the mountain of olives. We're bringing close to this this idea, this prophecy. Righteousness shall walk before him. What is righteousness? Tzedek, justice. This is Torah and Tzedek. You shall speak Tzedek. As we said above, what is this concept of speaking? You'll create an expression of the lips, the lips of Tzedek and the lips of Torah. This is what we're talking about. And it says that justice you shall speak. So we see that this justice, just as we saw speaking with Torah and Tfilah, now we're going to see that justice also is counted the speech, which is Torah and Tfilah. And this is the explanation. It says in the Gemara Sukkah, what a child says in the Shuk expresses the views of his father and his mother. Because now we're going to play a part with these words. Because through the speech of Torah and Tfilah, you create the aspect of shokin. What's beshoka and the shuk, the marketplace? It's different. Now Rabbanu is playing around with the words shokin, the thighs and the legs. From the words of Torah and Tfilah, you create the thighs and the legs. And with the words of Hashem, the heavens were created. Therefore there are sparks that have fallen in every single thing. Whether it's in food, and drink, or in clothing. And the pleasure that one receives from that food or that drink is actually from the sparks. It's not from the, from the material of the food. It's from what's inside it. And these sparks are actually the letters. And before you bring these letters into speech, they are the aspect of blood. Which is the aspect of the soul. As it says in the verse, for the soul of any living being, uh, its blood is one with its soul. Meaning as long as something is still alive, the, blood, the soul is actually within the blood. They're actually one idea. You cannot separate them. So before you bring those sparks into your mouth, before you speak those words, before you emerge those sparks into speech, <clears throat> those sparks are actually the concept of dam, blood, which is the soul. And we see in this verse. But when it goes into speech, when these sparks transform into speech, these letters transform into speech, this is what it says, that his soul left him as he spoke. My soul left as he spoke. The concept of this, the soul is now emerging. But before this, what is the what is it an aspect of? Limping on his hip. So we see the word Solea and the play in the word Tzela here. But after the sparks emerge into speech, it's the aspect. It's the aspect of what? By even that God built the rib. Tzela. It goes from Tzolea to Tzela. Tzolea is before the sparks go into speech. Tzela is after the sparks go into speech. Um, and because um, these sparks before they are brought into speech the fact that they have no they have no combination this is why they're in the concept of shards and machloket and strife machloket means connotes that there's two opposites there's, there's differences they aren't united so we see here this idea that before the sparks go into speech into, before they transform into speech um, they have no combination. They are in the aspect of machloket shard. He couldn't tell for every single spark is trying to overpower its fellow. 
But whenever these sparks emerge and go out and um, go out as speech, um, they have combination now. This is the aspect of peace. We find that we need to speak that for these sparks we need to that um, that with these sparks we need to speak words of Torah and Tfila. And not other things, not other matters. This is the explanation of the Gemara Sukkah and the Gemara Tanit. Levi spoke accusingly of heaven and became lame. This is the concept of limping on his hip. Because by the fact that he expressed, um, by the mere account of his expressing the sparks in other matters, not in words of Torah and Filah, he was left lame, limping on his hip. But a person needs to speak in Torah and Filah in order to elevate these sparks. To combine these sparks. Literally, the body is completely nullified and negated. And this is the explanation of what it says in the verse. And there will be one flesh. Meaning what? That the body shall be one with speech. Until literally, your body is completely nullified. And how does a person get to this? With fear. That's the answer. To unite the body with speech is fear. The body is powerful, but fear, dread, it breaks it. Meaning, Yirah is able to negate the body completely, break it. And this dread we're talking about is the fear of Yitzchak, the dread of Yitzchak. This is the fear that we talked about. We saw in the other lesson, Pachat Yitzchak, Tirah. And this is the explanation of the verse. God shall bless you and they shall fear him. God shall bless you and they shall fear him. Or may God bless us and we shall fear him. It means to say that blessing should be in the aspect or in the state of fear. Kol Meaning, when bracha is in the state of fear, kol that's how you end of the verse, all the ends of the earth. What does that mean? Kromar, meaning to say, kol asim efes, all earthiness is made nothing. To negate it, that they shall make um, all the flesh one. They shall be one flesh. The idea to nullify the body. Meaning, when bracha is in the aspect of fear, when, when you make your blessing in the aspect of fear, <coughs> You're able to negate the body completely. All earthiness, all materialism. And Torah and Tfilah have two facets. Thought and scream, and screaming. For the screaming, the screams, the yelling is the aspect of what it says in the verse. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. Um, as is brought in um, in Tfilat Shacharit. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. And what? 
And with regard to thought, it's the aspect of the rounding of your ties. But Moshe Ketiv, it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, and Moshe, he screamed. And it says, He went and he spoke. Meaning to say, That he'd assemble congregations in public places. And this is the aspect of what it says. Wisdom cries aloud on the street. And it says with regard to David, Bless Hashem in assemblies. And this is also the aspect of Wisdom cries aloud on the streets. We see that Vida Moshe both have this idea of Chochmot Bachutz Tarona. So, as you see here, there's lots of stuff that we don't necessarily understand the connection between matters and the application of the words Rabbi is telling us here, but God willing, um, in the next section, we're going to see how Rabbi Natan takes these words and makes them as understandable as possible. Zat Hashem.